Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hide the ice cream. Hide the vanilla. We're dying, baby. <laughs> Who leans over to pick up an, a dropped ice cream cone? <laughs> Truly. Who this doesn't is just the biggest fall thing. over? This is the biggest thing. It's the... Mitch, you stupid fuck. There is no possible way you're going to be eating that ice cream after you dropped it in the car or the floor of your car. That's what I'm saying. Why are you picking it up? Why are you going to eat it? That's going to be a linty ice cream. I cannot believe that vanilla ice cream cones killed Mitch Leary. Never (laughs) in my wildest dreams that this would be the thing that killed Mitch Leary. Yeah, massive spoiler alert. Ice cream cone. Who's watching this episode and not already pre-watching? Listen, listen. Yeah, it's stupid. It's dumb. We'll get into it. I can't wait to talk all about it. But of course, we are not alone here. We had to bring someone on to walk us through all of this (laughs) because this episode was a doozy between Jen and Charlie shacking up, trying to learn things about each other, uh, Joey and Pacey reunited, and the Mitch of it all. We are not alone. We have first time on this podcast with us, Eric. Eric, how are you? I am wonderful, and I am coming in hot. Because I'm just start off right now. I want to know what ice cream flavor is worth dying for. I want to (laughs) know. I got to say, I'm in my mid 40s. I watched this show as it was airing and I was in college. And going through hot takes at the time doesn't hold up. Did not like Audrey the first time through. (gasps) I swear. Blasphemy, Eric. I know. know. Jess, I'm going to make it up to you, though. Uh, but not yet, because I also did not like Charlie. He seemed so fake. I me. love how Eric is like, listen, listen, I want to come on the podcast. Two seconds in, he's like, no, Audrey, trash. Charlie, trash. <laughs> I'm about to make it up to you, though. Okay. I had the biggest crush the entire time on Andy. Yeah. And I defended it forever because all of my friends would make fun of me because they thought Joey was so hot. And I said, no, Joey is an annoying bitch. I can't stand her. <laughs> And Andy is incredible. And I got flat out accused. Like, mind you, I watched with a lot of like males my age Mm -hmm. and I'm in my mid forties now, but 
they told me, oh, you only like those plain Jane girls. Oh. And that was so insulting. That and is I insulting. Really, I feel vindicated. I have felt vindicated listening to this podcast. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, Andy is a queen. Joey, I mean, Sarah, I feel like you mm-hmm. were riding the Joey train in the very beginning of yes. the podcast, like very beginning of the show. But yeah. like since I think you've seen your ways of like, girl, Joey, get your shit together. Like make a decision for like once in your life, make a decision. Yeah, Joey's kind of a pain in the ass. We all know that. Um, I, I'm very curious, Eric, were you, it sounds like you were watching Dawson's Creek with a lot of bros. Was this like in your fraternity house? Like, where were you watching Dawson's Creek with all these guys? And a, a bigger question, like, was your history with Dawson's Creek? You said that you were watching first run. Like, how did you find this show? How did I find the show? Wow. I think it was just because it was there's so many commercials on the WB at the time saying, yeah. hey, watch this new show. And like, I ended up even like spinning off into that real American show when that was a. <laughs> <laughs> that was unfortunate for you. I was, now. I was like, I'm going to listen to this. But um, as far as watching with people, I've never been in a fret. I never had that life. In fact, watching these episodes, it feels bizarre to me. And I'm like, is this exactly what frat life is? It was just me living with a friend of mine, uh, one male, one female. And then my cousin used to watch it too, who's also a male. And we used to just talk about it that way amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, love it. I feel like a group watch with the show would be very fun, actually. I feel yeah. like it lends itself well to that kind of group yeah, watch. Yeah, remember that one time where we watched the first episode of season three together, Jess? Yeah, of course and I do. Yeah. It was the time where I didn't know if Andy was going to be coming back to the show. And when I saw her name and her face on the opening credits and it was it was quite an event. That was basically my Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, because then you we didn't know that they were going to trash her as a character and then kick no. her off shortly after. So. No, I was just excited to see her. I thought that <laughs> I, was, I remember finishing season two and I was like, this might be the last time I'll yeah. ever see Andy McVeigh. So, um, Eric, I do yeah. need to know. Um, I need to know back in the day who was like your OTP, right? Like who were you rooting for as a couple, obviously spoiler free for Sarah. So through like this point of the show, um, and then also like as an adult, like where, where are your alignments? Ooh, that's really tricky. Um, at the time I was more of a Dawson fan. It was more of liked Dawson and Joey together because I didn't know any better. And as far as like. (laughs) Well, just like watching there, they seem so horrible for each other so far to this point. Yeah. But then I liked Pacey more as like a guy I would want to hang out with. Yeah. That's so really I fair. liked both of them. And it's so funny. I'm dating myself again, but I had on my MySpace page years ago where I had a quote on there that I made up myself and it said, you can learn everything you need to know about life from watching Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Stand by it as I'm rewatching through it now. But I've always felt like myself, I'm kind of a mix between Dawson and Pacey for better and worse. I've always been torn myself. I'm almost like Joey, but not. (laughs) (laughs) You're the whole three of them. You're the creep creeps combined. I am. I am basically her trying to figure out which one I'm more like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can see that. Like, what am I? What it's like a an Audrey and a Dawson. If you want to combine them, yeah, for sure. That's I'm an Audrey and a Dawson. Like, what yeah. are you? You're like an Andy. You're just an Me? Andy. No, or- I'm really, I'm like a Dawson Pacey mix. Yeah. Uh, 
I think I have the, I mean, this is really giving myself a lot of credit, but I think I have some charm like Pacey does. Mm -hmm. I'm also can be a dumbass like Pacey is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pretty introspective like Dawson and I mean well, but sometimes I get caught up in my own shit and like, I don't realize how absorbed I'm being. Yeah. I mean, big same. Jess, what about you? Definitely Andy. Um, As for the other one, gosh, I don't think I'm as carefree as Pacey is. I don't think I could include him in mine. I don't think I'm as whiny as Dawson. No, maybe I don't more think of a Gretchen. So. Can I have some of Gretchen? Sure, because like that that's like I'm, I don't think I'm a Joey either. To be fair, Joey's a little bit too sad for me. She's a little too dour and too serious for me to be. I think so. Yeah, I'll take some Gretchen. I feel like I got some Gretchen in me. Um, but yeah, this is so fun. I I think that's like okay. That's a question we're gonna have to ask everybody coming on now. Like, if you could mix two Dawson's Creek characters together, which two would you be a blend of? I think that's fun. Um, but yeah, Capeside Revisited, season five, episode three. Let's let's hop into the episode because we have a lot to discuss here. First of all, Sarah, our dream come true. Joey and Jen are grabbing drinks with Audrey. Um, Audrey is being amazing. She's just like, don't pretend yes. that we're not friends now, Joey. You know you adore me at this point. Yeah, she's really forcing herself into the creep creeps. I think that being a creep creep is something that you don't aspire to be. But Audrey is really forcing herself into this friend group. And I think that we can pretty much call her almost an official creep creep. I need to see her interact with Pacey and then she could be initiated in. Yeah, She's that's fair. Injecting life into this group that they just yes. did not have. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I love Audrey. Like she really is adding fun and she kind of, she, we, we, she, Jen is very absorbed with the Charlie of it all. So but at the very least, she's bringing out the a better side of Joey. Definitely. Yeah. Because again, we get a, right away, right away, Jen is getting a call from Charlie. And the thing is, I find interesting is like, I don't know, Eric, the way I read last episode's interactions with Jen and Charlie, it didn't feel booty callish. It felt more like the beginnings of a relationship. But we find out that Jen and Charlie have pretty much just been only having sex for like this past week. I don't know. How did you read their the, like the start of those two? I read it as booty callish. And I only read it that way from Charlie's perspective. I just wasn't oh. buying. I wasn't buying what he was selling. Nobody's that innocent especially given that he's in a band, he's an attractive guy. Uh, It just, it didn't, it didn't seem on the up and up to me. And I didn't think he was necessarily like preying on Jen or anything. It just so happened that, you know, she's been in a bit of a dry spell and was kind of like into this, but I'm not buying it. I'm still not buying it. Interesting. Is, I just want to know, like at what point in time do you get downgraded from, just a booty call from a potential relationship. I guess it's just the time of the day that you get called. And it seems like Jen only gets called upon in the yeah. evening. Hence that's a booty call. If you see your booty call in the day, then you get promoted to a potential relationship. Is that what it is? 
Well, I want to ask you both. Do you get downgraded when you won't answer any questions at all about yourself? Yes. I I don't like that. Like, yeah. I wouldn't like what Charlie was doing to Jen where she's like, I just want to know something about you. Like, let me learn something about the person that I'm sleeping with, for goodness sake. And yeah. Charlie it's avoiding everything was very sketchy. Yeah, it's very sketchy that he just won't won't answer a single thing about himself. Like he's keeping her at an arm's length. And it's uncomfortable because as much as she needs to get laid, um, I think she is looking for something more. Like her infatuation with him reads more relationshipy than it does. I want to slap that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not it does not feel like she's just a hit it and quit it kind of person in this scenario. Jen ever been that person since we've seen her on this show? She's well, with Pacey, with Pacey, they did the friends with benefits. Well, That's the only time. Been, no, it never really got there. Yeah. She says that. She says that she has a history of being a, a hit it and quit it type of person. But I mean, at this point, she there, we're, she's showing character growth. Like, we're not seeing that from her anymore. Like, that was her past at this we point. We see her um, want relationships. We see exactly. her wanting to be in love. At the point of her dating Henry, she said that she's never been in love before. And we know that she wasn't really in love with Henry. So she's never really had love. It's not like... Um, a pacey type of he loves pretty much anybody that he's going with but yeah um so, so but yeah. yeah we see joey she's like oh i we're, we forgot to mention we neglected to mention they're at the restaurant of course that pacey works at and she's like oh i gotta go to the bathroom as she walks of course that's the perfect moment the kitchen doors swing open and there's Pacey. Um, Sarah, you had predicted this was going to, you were, you were saying, oh, by episode five, it'll get revealed way earlier yeah. than you thought, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, I suppose it's not very surprising. Uh, as big of a city Boston is, I guess it's pretty small. I, I, I don't know the likelihood that of all the restaurants they can go to in Boston, of course, they ended up in Pacey's restaurant. But this is a sick a television drama, like a teen drama, of course, that's gonna happen. I should have I should have predicted that. That would have been a very astute prediction that I think that I could have gotten to. Mm-hmm. I know I kind of think, okay, it makes sense. They gotta find a way to get all these kids in Boston for this. Why the hell is Pacey in Boston? It makes zero sense. I think it's just the stock Joey. Like that's what I really well, think. Like- I think part of it is like you have to imagine there's like a pretty big port in Boston. So like they can finagle that it makes sense where that's where he'd stop because it's like on the shore. It's a big city and it's close enough to Cape Side that it would make sense that that's where like the dean would park because he works sure. at the college in Boston. So like theoretically you can you can make the lines work. But realistically, obviously, it's we need everyone in Boston. And um, I love this converse. I really loved this conversation between Jen and Joey where Jen admits right away. She's like, yeah, I I did know. And I only didn't tell you because he asked me to keep a secret. Sarah, to me, this proves Jen can be a trustworthy person because she kept someone else's secret instead of doing the easier thing, which is like, hey, Joey, guess who's in town? Yeah, but also Jen's learned her lesson about keeping or being a little too loose lips with secrets, especially with Joey's secrets. So especially with Pacey's secrets, she, I mean, lest we forget that she was the one that revealed to Dawson that Joey and Pacey were an item. So I think that she's learned her lesson. She knows now to keep her secrets to herself. Well, speaking of Dawson, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Dawson, 
Sure would be nice if Jen could tell Dawson that Pacey's in Boston as he's making life decisions around Joey. Yes, that is exactly what I was thinking about the mm. entire episode where Joey kept going to try to visit to talk to Pacey. I was just like, girly, are you going to make the same exact mistake over again by not telling Pacey about you potentially getting back involved with Dawson? Like, this sounds like such a bad idea. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's tricky. Like, it's like, why? Okay, hold on. Like, why is she like, oh, come to Gramps' house on Sunday dinner when she knows that she's also inviting Dawson? Well, Dawson's potentially going to be living there. This seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, I don't think she thought it that like that's the thing. She's it doesn't seem like she shit. really thought it through. Yeah, she didn't yeah. think any of this through. And especially because now we have Dawson is staying with Grams. Um I, this makes sense. You know, he needs a place to crash for a little bit. Um and he's talking about like, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to have to go home and like I don't want to have to deal with my parents. Like I'm really nervous about this. He he's already committed to staying in Boston, Eric. Like he doesn't even there's zero percent chance he's making the trip back to California at this point, besides to like collect his things. Yeah, and I'm still wondering. I I know everyone's saying it's all about Joey, but is it all that or is it a little bit? He just got completely shell shocked in California and yeah. Fred, and we never really saw anything about the classes being so terrible out at USC. It was just his one interaction with that director. Yep. So I just it, it's, yeah. I'm not playing it yet. No, it's for me, it does not feel like it's all about Joey. He mentions Joey. That's I feel like that's certainly a reason, but I think because if it was just Joey, he wouldn't have left for the summer. He wouldn't have stayed out there that long, right? Like really? to me, it's yeah, to me, it's he's I think it's more so the feeling of home versus just Joey. And I think Joey plays a part in that, right? All his friends are in Boston. Joey is in Boston. He's close to his family in Boston. And he knows it's a totally different environment, right? Like Sarah, the North, the Northeast in the New England mm -hmm. area, totally different than California. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a totally different feel. He said something in later on the episode, how just like California itself wasn't for him. You know, he said that he went to classes all summer, but he knew eventually that California wasn't for him. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of think it's interesting that you both are saying that, like, Joey doesn't play a major part in all of this. I think that it, I think you're right in saying that she, there's other factors involved, but I think the Joey piece of the puzzle is larger than you both are saying. I think that it's, like, 65% Joey, 45% other crap. Like, I think that it's majority of Joey why he wants to stay. Interesting. Now, is it is it just because he's infatuated with Joey or is it a comfort level thing? Because he uh, is making these decisions after he heard that voicemail that uh, she left. For yeah, him. you're right. Obviously, I think that he is in love with Joey. I think that I don't know what they're up to. Like, we haven't had any confirmation, but like, obviously, at the very least, they're making out they're involved intimately somehow i think that he never fell out of love with joey but out of all of this i definitely think that joey brings some comfort i think that you know when you say i i you know oh like 
you know, Cape side or the East coast is home. I kind of think that he sees wherever Joey is, is home. So I think that it is like a bigger piece of the puzzle. I think that I do think that California wasn't all that it was for him. Like, I think that he was kind of a small fish in a big pond in that sort of aspect coming from, I think it's obviously if you're coming from a small town like Cape side, going to a big city is probably very jarring. And I think that that for you, what was that? From a creek that's named after you? Yeah. No. He's like, this whole yeah. entire creek was mine. How I how am I supposed to leave it? I'm basically the mayor there. Um, I just think that I do think that like there's an element to California is too much for him, but he he claims that Jen and Jack are playing into the fact that why he wants to stay, but we know we all know that he barely gives a crap about them. No, I think it's, I definitely think it's a mix. I think part of him is like, wow, it's so romantic if I move back to Boston and things do work out with Joey, right? There's always that like idealistic, like romanticizing part of Dawson. But I really truly think he feels very alone out there. And I think like whether it's a combination of Joey and his friends or just Joey or just that it's New England or just that the campus is different. I think it's all of those things pushing him to move back to like the general area he grew up in. Like Boston is not that far from Cape Side from what we how we understand, you know, everything to be. Um, and so, yeah, so he's supposed to be going on a train or a bus or whatever the heck to go to Cape side the next day and talk to his parents. Meanwhile, Jack is making himself comfortable in this frat house. He's playing some video games. They're like at this party. He's still rocking his super hideous mullet. Um, Eric thoughts on the mullet that Jack has on his head currently. I love it. (laughs) You guys said it was terrible. I have, I have reactions when I listen to the podcast sometimes because I'm only me and I'm only a guy and I know what I like. And I looked at Jack's hair and I thought it looked cool. And then you guys both trashed it. I'm like, okay, note to self, women do not like this haircut. No. I like, to make a note. It's starting to flip. He's starting Your to get- hair is so much better. I mean, no one can see. Thanks. Your hair yeah. is a million Your hair is so much better than his. Than his. Jack's yeah. hair is starting to get so long at the bottom that it's starting to do the, the um, sh- like the Shirley the Brady. Thing. Yeah, yes. the little flippy flip at the bottom. It's getting so bad. It's only getting worse. It's I terrible. cannot wait until he gets a haircut. I'm surprised that these frat bros even want him in the fraternity with such a bad haircut. Yeah, all of them have, has a haircut They're like very him. polished, this frat house. Yeah. That's um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this I'm frat sorry, house but... is certainly like written for TV frat house. This is not a real frat house. They're far too nice I think... to be a real frat house. I think that these boys are good, upstanding gentlemen, and I love the Sigma house. I think that these are top-notch boys. Um, I I love the frat. Like, yeah, you... right. <laughs> that's a, that's truly what she sounds like. She's like, their young whippersnappers are so nice. They're such nice young gentlemen. I can't yeah. imagine what kind of philanthropy that they're up to. No, they sound like they're having so much fun. They just play video like, games and they're this having is a ridiculous good old time. No. Sarah, okay. Eric, yeah. They approach Jack and they literally give him a steak, a potato, and corn on the cob at a freaking like frat party. What is happening right now? That's so nice. Because there's cooks at fraternities, Jessica. They Wait. have a live in chef cooking for them. I don't buy any of this nonsense. They're like talking about. I mean, we know, re- like, and the thing is, is Eric, like, they're, they're, this, this Sigma house, 
really trying to sell us because they have like a new indoctrinated guy and they're all like oh be right back gotta go celebrate my bro and he like runs out and everyone lifts the guy up like this is I over the top it. this is over it's the top Ponzi scheme. like did anyone else think maybe yes. that guy wasn't even real that just got like brought no, into it it was all it just a ploy no it's real big con, they big have con. they have personalized solo cups they so do. No. They have personalized solo yeah. codes. They they go to orientaltradingmagazine.com and they order themselves Sigma cups. How much fun is that? If I go get a red solo cup and write my name on it in marker, does that make me legit? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're having so much fun. I love yeah. the Sigma house. I wish I was a part of the Sigma house. Everyone wishes it was because it's not real. It's not what a real what's, fraternity is like. What's the, um? do we even know what the main frat bro is called? Um, I think his name is, um, I have no freaking there's clue. a guy named Polar Bear. There's a guy oh, named Pete. They, I think it's Pete. Pete? His name yeah. was Polar Bear. I thought they said that. And then I forgot and I was going to bring it up. And for some reason I was thinking his name was Pot Roast. <laughs> <laughs> no, they call him Polar Bear. And yeah, they're all like, and he's like, uh, Polar Bear. I think it's Polar Bear. Who's like, oh, hey man, like, oh, you know, hit me up. We'll talk about the topic of your next pop quiz and like Ooh, history or whatever in the heck. Week. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot of fraternity trips because number one, they all have nicknames. Um, yeah. When I was in my fake sorority, I was given a sorority nickname. Um, and so, it was uh, Vern. Go on. That's terrible. Um, I know. I think, okay. You What's know what? what I, I, Vern? Vern. I can't totally remember, but like I think. Love Vern and Shirley? No, like Vern Troyer. Really? Because, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like because, the guy from Austin Powers. Yeah, because, <laughs> because I think the reasoning was, and I'm trying to like rack my brain. And once again, this is a fake sorority at a fake university, real, real, real. Well, actually, it was kind of a fake university, but it was a real school, but totally fake sorority. But they, my big, was also named Sarah, and we had a lot of common. So they called her like I was like her mini. Oh, you were the mini me. Well, then call you mini. Don't call you Vern. That's like yeah. so much worse. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Um, I know, especially because like the other girls had like such better nicknames, sorority names, but whatever. Yeah, you got the crap right Yeah, there. I really That's did crap. get the crap end of the stick for my um, fake sorority that was not real. But um, yeah, so I think that that was his fraternity name. And I I don't know. They had like so much fun. They were having such a great time. I don't know. I'm with Eric. I feel like this whole thing is just a con. This a whole ploy just to get no. Jack involved in this fraternity. No, yeah. they lifted their new brother up. I've played a lot of Madden football with friends of mine. We have never gotten all touchy feely the way that they did after that either. It was very it's true. Bizarre. They're very close, and I feel like yeah, it's very strange. Um, but let's talk about the restaurant a little bit because we have Pacey peeling away potatoes. Karen is pissed. She is so pissed. Um, and I love how Sarah, we get this tiny moment where she comes in and she's talking about this loud, uh, mouth blonde girl who doesn't want the anchovies in her Caesar salad. And we all know she's talking about Audrey. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling it had to be Audrey, right? <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is an interesting scene because she starts getting, we see them in the last episode and they're starting to get buddy, buddy. But it seems like by now she's sick and tired of this of Pacey and she doesn't like that he's complaining and she doesn't like that he's not wearing the chef's hat and she feels like he's disrespecting all the rules and we're like kind of sitting here thinking 
what's her deal? Why is she so mad at Pacey? Why is Pacey complaining about peeling potatoes when he said last episode that he was totally okay with cutting vegetables? Yeah, this is okay. Eric, I don't know about you. If I'm Karen, I'm fucking pissed too. The self-entitled brat comes in yeah. and is complaining about peeling potatoes. And I'm meanwhile stuck still being a waitress, even though he yeah. got the job over me. Yeah. He- if I'm her, I'm asking questions. I'm asking my boss what what's going on. The hat thing really annoyed me that he didn't want to wear the hat. And then he made a big stink about like, oh, I would never wear this. No. And it didn't make any sense to me. I didn't, I didn't really know, obviously, until later why she was so mad about it. Other than just like, who is this brat coming in here and working with us? But yeah, Pacey just seems very naive to come in here and think he can just waltz in and do whatever he wants. Yeah. I I don't understand why he thought that he was ready to be on the line cooking anyway, especially because he realized that he, he was supposed to wash dishes. The fact that he's even prepping is a huge step up. And if exactly. the fact that he got the a job over somebody else who probably has more restaurant experience than him is also very irritating. So the fact that he's complaining to the waitress that wanted his job about the job that he is performing is so entitled. It's, 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 it's really annoying. If the bear taught me anything, it's that the more you do anything, the better you're going to get at it mm-hmm. when it comes to like being a chef, being a cook. And so there, like to me, he should know that chef Danny immediately, sorry, cook Danny. He doesn't like chef cook. Danny was like, took a liking to him right away to let him basically skip a step or like two steps to be yeah. out of dishwashing immediately a prep cook. Like that means he likes you and he's taking an interest in you. So you really should just shut your mouth and stop bitching to Karen who like you maybe should like stop, step back, think for a second. Why does Karen hate my guts all of a sudden? Use your fucking brain, Pacey. Like I just really didn't have time for him this episode. He really annoyed me. Uh, Eric, did you, did you watch The Bear? It's like the show that everyone's talking about. I have not yet. Yeah, I have It's a either. Hulu show that is basically like um all about this small sandwich shop in Chicago. Um it's really good, but I will say if 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 you're not someone who can handle those like cooking shows where it's very stressful because everyone's screaming all the time, don't watch it because it is such a high stress show. Um but it's really good, but it's it's very stressful to watch. Unlike this kitchen where it seems like people could just slack off and do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Yeah, I still I still don't understand the reasoning that was given as to why Pacey got this job. Over okay. Canada. Do you want to get into it now? Because I really don't understand. So yeah. Danny said, uh, Karen is very strong willed and can really put her mind to anything, but this is not a kickboxing class. So you got the job over her. And then he said that, um, he said that you know these skills can't be can't be taught. It's like they can't innate. be taught, but you can learn them. It's fucking dumb. You <laughs> want to know like, the re- real reason Karen didn't get the job? It's just sexism. That's okay, pretty that much the reason. Is? Yes, because he basically his mindset is, from what I understand. Danny wants someone who's like him. And I think he sees Pacey as him, right? Danny feels like a fun, laid back kind of guy. That's who Pacey is. Karen seems like, I don't know, someone who would take the fucking job seriously. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think he likes her attitude. 
And even though, I don't know, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Karen maybe doesn't have the innate talent that maybe like a Pacey does, but she'll work 20 times as hard as he would. And I would personally much rather hire a Karen than a Pacey in this situation. Yeah. And she's clearly more mature. She's older, at least from what I can tell. And even Pacey doesn't understand anything that's going on because when Danny, Danny's his name, right? He said that something about like cooking being a craft that you, what was it? You can't be taught. It has to, you can be learned though. And Pacey's yeah. like, what does that mean? Like nobody yeah. knows what that means. Well, it does because and, it does make sense. Yeah. And even if, cause we assume that Danny's doing Dougie a favor for even bringing him into this job right. in the first place. But how would Danny know at this point that Pacey has any talent whatsoever? Yeah. I really don't understand. I don't understand the line about the kickboxing. It was very confusing. Um, I did see a female cook slash chef in the background. So I don't necessarily think that it's innately a sexist thing, but I don't understand why he wouldn't give Karen a shot. Um, And I can understand Karen's frustrations throughout the whole thing. And I don't really feel a lot of sympathy that Pacey's stuck peeling potatoes and learning how to, uh, dice them up thinly especially because he was agreeable to that when he signed on to this job as long he said as long as i'm not washing dishes like you can utilize me elsewhere which is what danny is doing and now he's bitching about it yeah it i don't know that it here's the thing like it could it could be just like straight up sexism or it could be he just doesn't like karen i could really see it being either way because if she is like, she, we saw her arguing with him when Pacey yeah. first comes into the restaurant. I just truly feel like he has something against her, and he's like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, it so seems like a why. personal thing. Yeah. It seems like a personal thing. Yeah. And it's, like, a bunch of bullshit. And I understand why Karen is, like, yeah, like, it's total BS, and um, you're not following the rules of the kitchen. And yeah. I can see her being disrespected about that. I think um, if we close our eyes enough – and try to be give people the benefit of the doubt we could say okay maybe dougie said some stuff to danny about like hey you don't know my brother but he's probably going to be really good at this if he puts his mind to it and then like you said jess there's probably some anti-karen stuff there for some reason yeah that's what it feels like um so then we go with jen she's getting to charlie's he's like ready to get down and dirty um and she is just like i like what you know we should talk like we don't really know the basics about each other he mentions like deep dish pizza and so she's like oh are you from chicago and he says not exactly and i'm like all he has to say is like oh i i grew up just outside of chicago or i grew up in a suburb of-. like literally one tiny detail would make her happy here sarah why is he being so fucking cagey i don't know the dick is trash that's all it is i can't i think i just have my teen goggles on eric because i really can't get over how good i get it i remember at the time wb really wanted to make chad michael murray happen if i'm if i remember correctly this was his first this was like his big break well he was on gilmore girls as like a an asshole character and then um i think this happens next and then one tree hill happens for him so i think all of those which is interesting because one tree hill his character is like the sweetest he's not the bad boy but i feel like he plays a lot of bad boys before he gets his like what i would consider his big break to be one tree hill i mean he's fluffy i don't i mean no like i don't even know hair yeah 
yeah, it's just his hair. He's got like the little features in his face. And if I remember correctly, didn't when Dawson's Creek ended, I think One Tree Hill is what replaced it on the network. Mm. Oh, you could be right. Let me see when One Tree Hill started. Let me see what year it was. 2003. So yeah, that's probably about right. Like timing wise, that seems right. So So it seems like they saw him in this and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But he's, so he's like, he's being cagey. He's not answering her questions. Um, And she finally gets out of him like, okay, fine. I grew up in Highland Park, Illinois. Like, there you go. Um, But he doesn't seem very happy about it. Yeah. One um, thing. Then Dawson, um, we get, oh gosh, I really loved this scene, Sarah. And I think it was because, like I've I said in like the very se- like the season premiere, the show didn't feel like Dawson's Creek as much because we're not in Cape Side. We don't get the like like piano music, like the the instrumentals that we hear when they're in Cape Side. I really loved this. I don't know what kind of shot it is, but like a 360 shot of Dawson yeah, outside yeah, of the like house. A 360 panoramic shot of I think like this is the thing where I've seen it where the camera's on a track and it's like a round track and they like literally spin it around Dawson so that you can see like the full 360 and it really does feel very cinematic where it has like the sweeping classic Dawson's Creek music with like that little horn that goes like and yeah you really do get the feeling like oh we're back home like we're back at the creek uh i've been i've really been liking the boston setting but it is nice to go back to dawson's namesake it is his own creek as eric reminded me earlier and um seeing like grams's house and the porch and then mitch coming out of it it felt like dawson's creek so I, I was thinking about this and I thought, and I liked it too. It was really nice. I think it would have hit me harder had it been later in the season. If yes. they hadn't come back to it yet. I agree. That's or fair. Like it is very early in the season. Form. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I thought the same exact thing, Eric, but the thing that made me remember or realize how it probably hit different is that you and I and Jessica had a week in between seasons, but when you're watching it live back in the day, it was an entire summer. So I think that it probably did really feel substantial to end the show at the Creek and then start go this full summer and then start it up again. And you're not back. And I think like, that's probably what the audience was craving. Um, but for it doesn't hit different. It hits differently in a binge capacity. Yeah. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Sarah, did you ever hear the rumors? And I'm just saying these are rumors of how it got named Dawson's Creek that used to fly around back in the day. No. What do you mean? You know what I'm talking about? I don't think I know what you're talking about either. Oh, the speculation throughout was that Dawson drowns in the creek uh, at the end of the series. And that's why they (laughs) Oh, like this is, oh my gosh. This is what like people were watching and they were like this you know what? This is going to happen at the end of the series. He's going to drown the Greek. No kidding. This That's is like on the deep, deep black forums. That's hilarious. Oh, this I love that. Ideas, but I heard it somewhere. Oh my gosh. This is just like, I remember back in the Harry Potter days, there was this big like speculative rumor that, oh, Harry Potter was going to end by like Harry Potter waking up and the entire time it was like some sort of like, coma induced dream 
Do you remember those rumors? Like, people were like, this is what's going to happen at the end of the seventh book. It was ridiculous. Of course that wasn't going to happen. But I remember hearing that, and I was like, this is going to be, like, what's going down. I remembered it. What can we talk about about that at the old Stop and Shop? (laughs) Can we talk about how Joey Potter and Harry Potter have apparently the same mother? Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, yeah, it's Lily all connected. Potter. This is, you know, uh, Dawson's connected. Creek is absolutely a prequel to Harry Potter. <laughs> Who knew? And hello, Lily Potter was uh, Muggleborn, wasn't she? Uh, yeah. yeah. So it all tracks. It's all connected. It all tracks. All right, um, enough Harry yeah. Potter talk. We're show- we're really looking like a bunch of freaking millennials here and like <laughs> Gen X. How embarrassing. I mean, we are. <laughs> like, we're looking I know. Like, I'm we trying to be trendy, then. though. I'm trying oh, to, like, you know God. me. Like, I'm trying to, like, emulate. You're trying to be hip with the times. Meanwhile, yeah. I don't care. And I will still say things like getting busy because I think getting busy no. works. Oh, actually, Eric, do you think that getting busy is really lame? Um, the act itself or saying no, 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 saying, we're, saying we're pro yeah. getting busy, that's oh. fine. It, it, it's weird, it's <laughs> it doesn't come across well at all. Well, Mitch is not getting busy at the moment, which is different from him because he comes out and he's like, Dawson, what are you doing here? Is this a mirage? Yeah, and we turns out like they've been doing some redecorating. Gail is super happy to see him. I love. Did you get the cookies? And he's like, No, I haven't gotten my mail in a week. And Mitch is just like, Oh wow, so much class, great. <laughs> You're and, working really hard. And he's like, No, yeah. I haven't gotten the cookies because I haven't, or my mail because I haven't been. In, I've yeah. been in Boston for like two Eric. Weeks. He wastes no time. He rips that band aid right off. He immediately is like, Nope, USC sucks. I want to drop out. I know it's surprising, but I I've gone to all my classes, and I, I LA is not for me. Yeah. Um, were it's- you surprised that he like gets out with this very quickly? No, not at all. But only because it's Dawson. And Dawson can only think about one thing at one time. <laughs> Anything else will make his head explode. So and true, though. He's been thinking about this since, like, on his flight back from USC, sitting at Grams's house, talking to Grams about it. Yeah. He had to spit this out immediately. And then when they yeah. hit him on, like, how's school going, there was, there was no other choice. He had to say something. And I know that watching Mitch and Gail, we can try to rewrite history that they've had this perfect relationship because this is what we want to see in this episode. But they couldn't have been more right about how they were like handling Dawson in this situation. He was just and 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 even we're talking about how we're debating what uh, Dawson's motivations are for wanting to live in Boston. I fully understand why Mitch and Gail made the leap thinking this was about Joey. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Oh, easily. Yeah. Like he and I I don't think he's helping himself, right? He starts off by saying, LA is not for me. And I feel like I do think that sentiment is true about Dawson, but I think he miss makes a misstep. When he says, all my friends are in Boston, because of course, then his parents are going to be like, oh, you'll make friends. Don't it's still early. Although, Sarah, I don't know. At this point, he spent the whole summer in California, so he's had like four months. No, he doesn't have one friend. No, the only friend he had was that security guard who let him on the lot. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) How Uh, is it all this time? Pacey finds a girlfriend in Boston and everybody else knows no one other than Audrey, who was assigned to Joey. Exactly. (laughs) It friend. just proves that uh, everybody else is socially inept and yeah. Pacey probably was always a little bit of a loner and doing his own yeah. thing. 
and they were all holding Pacey back from being a social butterfly. Like he was the one that brought Andy into the group pretty much and therefore Jack. Yeah. So if it, we, I mean, it's not surprising. Like Dawson and Joey have no social skills at all. No. Any friendship that Jen potentially could have had, she always ditched to be a creep creep. Like they have no yeah. social skills this isn't at news. all. And I think it's interesting because Dawson says like, I, I don't know. Dawson says, like, I'm going to go live at Gramps' house. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to find a new school. Eric, don't you think his parents would have taken it better if he had said, I've already, like, applied to X, Y, and Z schools. Like, I'm not. there's not going to be this massive gap in my education. You know what I mean? Yeah, he came in with no plan. He's like, yeah. oh, my plan is that I can't be in California. Yeah, and I'm he needs a plan. There's right. no, like, hey, I'm sorry I wasted all your money. Uh, on this yeah. semester and that all through my summer classes and now I'm just going to go to Boston and apply to schools and, and if I remember isn't that when Gail lost it when when he's like she's like well what's your plan yes. like, oh, find another school and she's like oh here we yeah, go she she lost all respect for him at that point and Mitch is like really pulling the ultimate like big big dad mean card where he's like oh I'm decided you're not dropping out and it's just like well actually Dawson is an adult and he can pretty much do whatever he wants you don't have to pay for him to do anything yeah like, you could cut him off you can come but off, you can't yeah. stop him from going to school or from going to college my only thing is that i do think that dawson needed to finish out the semester because then he, he can at least theoretically transfer over some credits and that means that right. the semester is not a total waste of money also i had just had a realization that remember how we were talking about weird roommates before the beginning of the yeah. season Who's gonna be the room the have a weird roommate? Mm -mm, mm -mm. Dawson is the weird roommate. Oh, he is the weird roommate. He is the weird roommate. Like his okay. roommate is probably like that fucking dude is such a creep. Like all he does is watch shitty movies of him. Yeah, his wall is covered in photos of his friends, like some kind of serial killer. <laughs> yes. He he Dawson's probably the smelly roommate. Like that's probably what's going down. Yeah. And he's like, this is and he has no friends and he just stays in the dorm the entire time. Dawson's the weird roommate. I figured yeah. it out. I could see that. Yeah. Um so he the family is they're not having a great time um meanwhile audrey knows what's up she's just like hey what was up with that guy at the restaurant something happened there something's going on you better tell me about it because i'm your best friend now don't forget oh yeah i think that it, you know audrey has every right to know all the deets um audrey is sarah eric because audrey audrey says you know i was somewhat of a therapist to a lot of my friends people call me all the time to talk about their problems and Joey's like, so terrible here. Just so awful. Yeah. Joe, like Audrey just keeps reaching out to her and trying to help her out. And Joey's just like, leave me alone. Like, I don't yeah. want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Audrey has her number. She says, you love academia because of the rules. You hate relationships because of the lack of them. Like, this is so Very spot on. Insightful. Audrey knows who Joey is. And Joey, meanwhile, is like, no, wait, wait. Like, she's so annoying. <laughs> Audrey is so wise and so smart. And I love her. And I, too, was definitely a therapist to my friends for, mm -hmm. especially in these years. Gosh, I remember spending a big chunk of my college years being a therapist to my friends. Got no money from it. And barely have any of those friends anymore. Were your friends more receptive, though? Were they like, all right, Vern, what do I need to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, like, the thing was that, like, teen like uh, teenage girls or, like, girls in their early 20s, they want to hear the advice and they want to complain to you about it, but they never take the advice. So if they call you up 
30 times about their shitty boyfriend and you tell them X, Y, and Z, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you thank you so much. You've helped me. Like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It doesn't matter because they get back with a shitty boyfriend and then next Friday you're having the same exact fucking conversation. Like, this is what girls do. I don't know if guys do the same thing, but I remember having the same conversation with my friends over and over and over again about the same fucking guy over and over and over again. And And I've learned that no matter what you say, no matter what you do, they're not going to do shit until they're ready. Or if the guy breaks up, but then them like himself, like that's the only way it's going to stop the cycle. You can't say anything. So you can sit there and listen to them bitch and whine and cry. But whatever you say is not going to help them. They can only help themselves. Yeah. And Joey is the worst kind of girl because like Audrey says, you're the kind of girl that guys never get over. You're the kind of girl that other girls get compared to. Like oh. you she is though. She is the girl who's like, "Oh, I don't really how pretty I am." And it's so infuriating because like all the guys love her, Eric, and she just infuriates you from the sidelines. Well, see, this was a tough one for me because as I said, I was never a huge Joey fan. I just never saw it with her. Yeah. Kind of looks like a mouse. And it it never really worked for me. So when I'm hearing this, my thought is I want to ask my guy friends, uh, my straight guy friends, what they thought of her at the time. Because when I look at her, I don't see that. And I'm like, is she the kind of girl that girls think that they get compared to? And Mm. I I don't know the exact answer. But then, and like you were saying, Sarah, like, what do guys talk about in these situations where we talk to each other? A peek behind the curtain of what I've experienced talking to guys, and I've been one my whole life. Uh, we don't talk about stuff this deeply. We just talk oh. about sports. We talk about. You're TV so stuff. lucky. Lot people talk about locker room talk. Even I didn't even. I played sports my whole life. I played football, baseball. Never had those conversations that that everyone seems to think we have in these like things. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. Interesting. I'm going to ask five straight guys right now. If Can't Katie Holmes is right hot, okay. right? Should right I ask now. my husband if Katie Holmes is I hot? I already asked him. You, but you yeah. already asked him? <laughs> I understand I might be the outlier here. and No, I think – I also think, like, Joey is, like, very slender and very tall. And so that's also maybe not, like, the body type. Again, all women's bodies are beautiful. All bodies are beautiful. But I also think, like, Joey – Joey's personality is probably going to turn off more people than how she looks. <laughs> That is very, um, very. I'm not saying she's unattractive either. She's not. Okay. She's attractive. She's woman. an attractive person. But, but, right. point, but yeah. Oh, Sarah's getting results. <laughs> okay, so oh, straight guy number one, not stunning, but like medium hot. Straight guy number hot. two says yeah. Straight guy number three says yes, definitely. Straight guy number four says she used to be. Let's see. Did my husband oh, answer you? Move. Yes. Oh, which one? Oh, well, let me guess which one he was. Yeah. Can you reread the answers again? God. Uh, okay, so we have not stunning, but like medium hot. Yeah. God. Yes, definitely. And she used to be. Maybe he was she used to be. No. Oh, <laughs> I don't know him at all. He, well, just, said, yeah. my- he just said, yeah. <laughs> I should have known he was the one more answer. I yeah. should have known. I'll let yeah. you know if any other straight guys answer me. Wonderful. Um, but I, I do like Audrey's advice of like relationships are messy. Like you, you have to understand that like they're always going to be messy. So you're just going to get over the fact that they're messy. Um, then we get like Jack waking up at this frat house. He obviously slept there. 
And we get this, like, this is super, I don't know, Eric, I feel like this is very um, progressive for the time that it's being, like, aired in, where he's getting invited to the frat. Um, and he's like, he says, well, I think you should know I'm gay, like, because that might, you know, you might change your mind if you find out. Um, and they're like, oh, we already know. Um, and it turns out that Sigma people, despite their appearances in this episode, are known as like broy frat guys, and they want to turn their appearance around. And so they feel like, well, if we diversify and get someone who's gay in our frat, it'll make the house look better. Yeah, I wrestled with this because my first thought was like, oh, this doesn't seem right. But then I'm like, well, at least they're telling him about it. So if he's choosing to do this and it's his own free will to do it, then it's fine. But it doesn't make sense when they're saying things like, oh, you know, you know, we want you because you're gay. And but that's, you know, it's not about that or whatever. But yet they really are just using him as a quota because the dean said they needed to do something. So yeah. it just still came across as like a net negative to me. Yeah, I would say it's like 50 50 um, makes sense and weird because I do think that what Steve or whatever this guy's name was, Pete said at one point, he said, All of us meet quotas. And in a way, that is true. Like, I mean, even with jobs in today's society, there is a certain quota that everybody wants to hit. It's kind of like a reality. And at the end of the day, fraternities and sororities, they're a business. And the, the, the whole point is to get different types of people to work together as like a brotherhood. So I understand that. Um, I understand the thought behind it and everybody does kind of meet a quota. Um, even getting into universities, the universities have to meet certain quotas, yeah. right? Like when you well, apply to universities, you have to say, Exactly. You have to say if you're white, you have to say if you're what your religion is, you have to say if you're a male or a female, because the university itself has to meet a certain quota. So in, in a way, a fraternity or sorority is like a microcosm of the giant university. So yeah. I understand what they're saying. However, I don't like I, I wish that the words that they used was we want you. We like you. We see you as a brother because you're one of us. And the fact that you are gay and meet this quota that we were requested to meet is just a bonus. They yeah. almost say it where they're like, oh, but like we want you in particular. Like we could ask if it was just right. to meet the quota, we would have asked whomever. But it's you. But I just wish that like we led with the fact that it's you, Jack. Like you're a brother. Like you are one of us. But the conversation yeah. was kind of like, we need to get a gay guy in here. You fit the bill. And I don't love yeah. that. It's really tricky. That. Obviously, it's really tricky. We like diversity, right? Like, we're rooting for diversity. And that is ultimately what they're trying to do. But I agree the message and the way it's delivered is a bit clunky. Um, and, I mean, he's a college guy. So, I mean, we can't – what standards are we really True. holding him to? Yeah. Um, but I think right now it's a it's a little, a little ick. But I think the true test is – Let's say Jack does pledge his fraternity and does move into this house and all of that stuff. How they treat him after he's in the house is going to be truly reflective of how they really feel about him, right? Because at this point, they're campaigning to him. They want him. They don't, maybe we, we don't even know. And other fraternities are thinking the same thing. Like, oh, we need to diversify. Jack is like um, the more masculine type, right? He plays sports. He he plays video games with us. He's a really bros, bro-y kind of guy. 
Um, I think we're really gonna we're really gonna find out the true nature of things if he if and when he does pledge and how they treat him after. So I don't know. I I like it as a storyline though, Eric. I think it's interesting. Um, obviously we don't want every storyline to around Jack to be his sexuality, but him pledging a frat is a definitely a, a ecology type of storyline to get. And it makes sense. He's he's a guy who likes to play football and he was kind of a broy guy anyway. On you know, it doesn't matter that he's gay or not. And like you said, if they had just approached it as, you know, hey, we scouted you out, Jack, and we thought you might fit us. We were looking for someone that's gay, but we like you. Like we could if we had brought you in here and didn't really like you, we would yeah. have tried to probably find another gay guy. But right. instead, we actually like you. And then like you're saying, Jess, like then they start treating him well. And then it's not so much of a problem anymore. Yeah. And I also think it's interesting that it's like, I don't know, like, so obviously this was stressing Jack out for a little bit. And when he says, oh, just to let everybody know I'm gay, the other guys kind of laugh because it's just like, and I didn't also really love that, but they're laughing because they already know. But also it's kind of like, Jack, you were publicly written about on multiple medias yeah both in newspaper and on television that you were the quote-unquote gay football player so of course these guys that they have to i mean it's considered dirty um uh dirty rushing if you look up people before they come into um into rushing or potentially becoming a new member but everybody knows that like everybody checks out your social medias yeah, Google whatever. Him. yeah um so of course like it's not a surprise to me that these guys knew that he was already gay before asking it's like they said it themselves like they do the research in order to ask somebody in i also just wish that like they could have alleviated that stress for jack a little bit sooner um and been like yo we know we don't care yeah how cool would that be that would be like so much better for yeah. jack I'm curious stress about it. I was dying though when they asked him about like, you know, sometimes you just gotta know if you're in or are you out. Yeah, and, and he's I like, I not, felt like that. <laughs> I could not shit. I all I had in my head was drunk Dawson doing his thing in that one episode earlier in the show. He's like, is he in? Is he out? He's in? He's oh in? my god, <laughs> yes. Oh birthday party. That That's the hey, best uh moment. straight guy number four or five says. Uh, she is very hot. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So we're still waiting on a couple of other straight guys, but we'll see. So far, it seems like the consensus is uh, positive. Yeah. I'm okay being in the minority on this one. Yeah. And I was also so pro Andy that that might have affected. Because Andy's well. a gem. We love Andy. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, so then we're back to Charlie and Jen. It is, it seems like they just got done having sex. They're laying in bed together. Um, and Jen thinks he doesn't know anything about her. He tests her, him on what her eye color is. And then they come up with this bet of like, we should go 12 hours without having sex. Or maybe it was 24 hours, but either way they, you know, they, they land on 24 or 12 hours of like, okay, well you can't hold out. Well, neither can you. Okay. Well maybe we should get out of bed because we're far too tempted by both being in bed, which is also fair. 
Um, I don't know, Eric, were you impressed? Day, right? 12 hours is basically a day. It's the awake portion of the day. So right. yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, were you impressed, Eric, that uh, he knew the color of her eyes? No, because I think he guessed. He took the most. He guessed. Common... He said brown with gray, flecks of green. That's so specific. No, he just, he said, he just brown. said brown. He said the flecks of green. Oh, she said, that's right. I'm sorry. She, she said, said the flecks of green. He picked the most common color and hoped he was right. To be fair, she's blonde, which isn't as common to have brown eyes yeah. when you're blonde. That's, that's yeah, but also she's definitely not a real blonde. Oh, don't tell her secrets on the podcast, Sarah. Jeez her Louise. root is showing, Jessica. <laughs> Um, so they're they're saying okay, no sex starting now. Um, back to the restaurant. We have Pacey continuing to bitch. Oh my god, just like wah 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 wah. Like, and Karen is just like, listen, you don't even know what the name of the things you're using are. Of course, he's not going to let you like do anything better than peel potatoes. Um, and Pacey is just saying like, listen, we should, we should bond Sarah. We should bond over the mm -hmm. fact that we both hate our boss. Come on. Yeah. He says that they're colleagues. She says that we're not colleagues. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just continues to complain and she continues to feel like he's disrespecting the job and they're just speaking two different languages at this point. And she, he says, like, you have to do the proper culinary prep work. You have to wear the hat. You have to be respectful of the kitchen because if not, you're going to make people sick, which is a good point. Um, and she says, like, I just feel like the sole qualification of why you got this job is your gender. So she clearly feels as though this is a gender issue. And he begs to differ which is kind of what we were talking about earlier but if she feels as though that's the reason then that's a valid a very valid reasoning yeah at this point i can see both of them feeling like they're correct if i'm pacey i'm just thinking well why would it be about my gender he i, I can see why he wouldn't think it is but from her perspective it seems very clear that it is mm -hmm. so I, I, it seems it makes a lot of sense to me yeah. Yeah. I could totally see from her perspective, like you get this rando in here. I've worked here for how many years and you're going to hire him over me. And he was like, a, he, she knows his experience. He was a deckhand. Like what qualifications does he have that I don't? Um, then we get uh, Dawson in his bedroom, which has a bunch of boxes in it. And this everything. room he's, is a mess. He's sitting on the floor. <laughs> he's oh, he's, this is not Dawson's house anymore. I already decided this is called the lily pad now. So there's <laughs> the lily pad. Oh. When I put in that first scene, there was just baby stuff everywhere. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is not what I'm used that to. That would have been so funny if he tried to go into his room and then it became like baby Lily's nursery. Oh my gosh. He yes. would have had a mental breakdown. He would have lost his mind. Um, but Mitch joins him and I think I know why Mitch is so cranky. It's cause he's not sleeping because <laughs> this baby keeps him up all night. So he even says, he's like, listen, I'm tired. Don't BS me. You and I both know what this is about. It's about a girl. And I, I think Dawson, if you're playing your cards, right, Dawson, I don't care if it's lie or what, but you just got to say, it's not about Joey. That's what you got to say. You got to say it's not about Joey, but he doesn't. He says maybe a little and mm. Mitch tells him to choose his own path. And Dawson says, I'm trying to do that. And Mitch says, no, you're not. You're following Joey. Like, I know she means a lot to you, but you're basing your a huge life decision on her. This isn't high school. The stakes are high and your decisions have consequences. And like, Sarah, I have to be honest. Like, I understand where Mitch is coming from. From where he is standing, it very much looks like Dawson is chasing Joey to Boston. Like, he's following her to Boston. He's completely throwing away his chance at a career in film to pursue a girl. And that's really what it seems like. 
Yeah, I do definitely hear um, what Mitch is saying. I wish that Dawson would maybe give this a little bit longer, a little bit more of a shot, LA. Um, I understand the frustrations. I understand, like, even, like, the reasoning Dawson's giving. Mitch has to go off of context clues, and he knows that... Um, he knows of the situation between Pacey and Joey and how he was kind of like the third wheel in this whole situation and that Joey had to choose between the two of them. He was very much a witness of all this drama. So I he has to Mitch has to use what he's the information he's given. And I think that it is and if it was purely or mostly about Joey, which you know, it's debatable if it is or not, then it he should he should go back to LA and he goes and gets him a ticket. And he goes, you know, ever since you were a little boy, you wanted to go to USC and you wanted to study film and here's a ticket, go back to school. And what do you think about this move? Like this, um, Eric, like he's kind of being, you know, a, a kind of like a tough love type of situation. I think he's a responsible dad. Yeah. He- he made it very easy on Dawson by buying the ticket for him and saying, look, you don't even have to think about this. Just go back. And he makes the point. He said, being a filmmaker and doing this has been your dream your whole life. Why are you throwing it away now just after one summer? It doesn't make a lot of sense. And with Joey, it's like, Dawson, do you not remember last school year? Like when you basically, she left you for your best friend and they had a romance. The I mean, maybe he probably saw this pan out, like play out the way it did, and yeah. how they terrible to each other through most of their relationship. But he did see that he was not in that picture, and I don't know why he thinks that this is something he should just like put all his eggs into right now. Yeah, yeah. it's really tough. It's really tough to, and you know, it, it's kind of this whole thing is really making me think of my freshman year of college and it's really starting to get a little sick how close I can relate to Dawson in a lot of these aspects because um I was you know with Drew in freshman year I was not seeing him that much and I can't lie and say like eventually I commuted and he wasn't one of the deciding factors another deciding factor of why I wanted to move back closer to home was the fact that I lost my father's second semester freshman year like these parallels between me and Dawson is starting to get a little scary I'm not gonna lie Uh, I was also a film major um, and and I was also really really burnt out by film school because it's a lot and um (laughs) yes we're both Pisces can't forget that (laughs) and I can I think I'm going to be able to relate to Dawson and what Dawson's going through much more than I ever would have anticipated especially potentially definitely I mean (laughs) I don't know I don't know about spoilers but whatever losing a father so young when you're 18 19 been there and it was also between missing drew wanting to be closer to home to be with him and then losing a parent uh your freshman year of school it was another deciding factor of why i went back home mm-hmm. and i i can't knock dawson so hard because 
I've been there. <laughs> I did well, it. Well, yeah, we've it's it's easier and from an adult's perspective to say like, oh, just go back to school, right? Like when you're in it, it's totally different. And yeah. we are also much older than yeah. Dawson is at this point in his life. And I did. Um, I did go back to school. I went back to school a few days after I lost my dad, which like I think about it now, it's absolutely bonkers. It makes no sense. But yeah. I did. And I think that that was another reason why like my whole decision on leaving ultimately got really expedited because I was just like, I don't know. Like I yeah. had to get back home. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean, Sarah, too. And there were some reasons why I wanted this to be the, this was the episode I wanted to be on if I could. And, you know, I knew, Sarah, that you had lost your dad. And for me, I went off to my first year of school uh, all throughout high school. My mom had multiple sclerosis and it was like night and day. Like I grew up in like a middle class family, just me and my parents, only child, kind of spoiled. Everything seemed so bright. Yeah, and then we found out she had MS like my freshman-ish year of high school. And then it's like everything got dark because it got yeah. pretty bad quickly. And it was just like the same like house that always seems so bright and vibrant. All of a sudden, everything seems like my memories now of it are very dark because it was like me getting through high school while my dad tried to take care of her and shelter me from it. And then I ended up going off to college and for the first year. And then I ended up like being concerned and came back home after the first year because I was concerned about my mom and I was so far away. And there were other factors, but that was one of the primary factors. So watching this show, I mean, to put it in perspective, like for me, I started like college in like 97 or 96. So I went to, and then like, I came back here and I was going through watching this show. Um, my mom passed away in 2003. So it was a long time ago, but I checked on the air date of this, it was 2001. So wow. all these things yeah. were kind of like going through my mind as I was yeah. watching, like me and my mom being sick. And so again, I could relate to Dawson much the same way you can, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. I had very, very similar experience with my father being sick. Also, uh, uh, it was, I learned about it like a junior, yeah, not junior, oof, uh, seventh grade. So I to totally can relate to you. It's really, really difficult. And like a long-term illness is, uh, it's, it's crazy. And it's, it's so depressing to think about and like seeing them deteriorate their health and everything like that. But it also, it's like, I don't know, having somebody like a parent die. So what, like, you know, Mitch almost seems like immortal in these situations. Like he's like, he's just like Mitch, like, you, you know, buff, big arm dad, like got Leary's fresh fish, like living the dream all this stuff, screwing his wife on the coffee table one second. And then the next he's like gone. And it's just, yeah. it's honestly, it's, it makes me so sad to think about. And I think it's like the experiences that like you and I, uh, Eric and I have where it's just like, gosh, like their house with a, like one day makes all the difference. And it's mm -hmm. absolutely insane. And you know, they're having Mitch and Gail are having this conversation about um, with each other outside. And it's um, they're just talking about like how much they love their son and how much like they wish that he can just come home. But like trying to be responsible parents and teaching, telling him like, no, like, go live your life. Like, don't stay here because of a girl. Don't stay here because of us. Yeah. Um, 
all these things. And- this is a very sweet conversation that I'm really happy we got to see because as the show has gone on, obviously the show is trending in it's it's about the kids. The adults aren't center stage anymore. And we'll talk about that more later. But like I'm happy we got to see this conversation because it gives us the other side of things where we're as as the teens that are probably watching this show we're like oh Dawson should be able to do what he wants like let him go to Boston let him be with Joey but we get to see why it is that Mitch is so hesitant to just be like yeah sure whatever you want it's because he wants the best for him and he thinks that he is he right Mitch let's not forget Mitch is a dreamer too that's where Dawson gets it from and he wants Dawson to be able to pursue those dreams he wants more for him I feel like that's something we always hear from parents is like I just want more for my kids than what I had and that's what Mitch wants for Dawson so you can't maybe the tough love stuff doesn't work on Dawson I do think like it's funny Sarah we just covered a boy meets world episode where Alan is being like tough love and I do think Mitch handles it a little bit better than Alan in this situation in terms of like um, even if he's upset with Dawson, even though he says later, like, I'm disappointed, he does say, like, don't forget I love you. Like, I may be disappointed, but that doesn't mean I don't love you, yeah. which I think is, like, a really good thing for Mitch to say because it can feel like in that moment, like, oh, my God, my parent hates me right now. Yeah. Ultimately, like, what you need to hear as a kid is that no matter what, like, your decision will be supported or your parent loves you or they will mm-hmm. be there for you no matter what decision you're choosing so i do think that mitch does a good job there it is funny that we were just talking in boy meets world uh about um tough love and you know parenting styles and i got like a little like you know old lady sarah and was like oh these kids they don't know what they're they're, what they're doing they need to they need to work hard or whatever but yeah um yeah like it's hard like it's hard I'm sure it's hard for a parent to um make a decision that you know is not going to make your kid happy or put your input in and you're just trying to do the best for them and Mm -hmm. you know even like you know you're it's not necessarily what you want to say or what you want to do uh but ultimately you're just trying to parent well and teach your kid to think independently but um mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it was a nice moment i guess it's one of our last mad gitch moments yeah and last uh, it was a necessary scene and yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the episode with mitch talking to gail because like you just point out jess this was important for the viewers to see this so that you know this is the last we're going to see of mitch and to see that like it wasn't like he was trying to be a tyrant. He wasn't trying to be a like a jerk. He had real reasons, but he doesn't. He wants his son there, but he's trying to do what's best for him. Mm-hmm. And the part about Mitch being a dreamer, we got to hear him say like it was kind of almost sad hearing Mitch basically say, "I'm not a dreamer anymore. I'm just dreaming that my son can be continue to be the dreamer." Yeah, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really touching. I really like that as well. It's like he's it's. I feel like it's different than when your parent is like living vicariously through you. It didn't feel like that for Mitch. It felt more like I know what I wanted when I was his age. And I know he feels that way too. And I want that for him versus I want that for myself. It it feels yeah. a little more selfless than I feel like it could have been. Yeah. Well, I think there's a certain point in a parent's life where like your dreams start to go away, but your dream is that your kids' dreams come true. Right. And right. I and think I- that... Oh, sorry. 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 No, that no, it's just like that's what he's 
hoping for for Dawson, right, Eric? Yeah, absolutely. I heard a quote once. I don't remember who even said it at this point, but it was, you get to a point in your life where your memories become more important than your dreams. And oh. it was so, it just seemed so perfect. And yeah. Mitch was there already. Like he's always been a dreamer, but at this point he's just like looking at life through the eyes of his son. Yeah. Really I think it was, I mean, obviously knowing what's going to come at the end of the episode, I'm really happy that this is how, I mean, we'll talk about the death itself, but I'm really happy that like we got this from him before that happened, like that they did give him like a send off of sorts. Right. Um, I was happy to see that. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to, uh, <laughs> to Charlie and Jen who are trying not to have sex. We find out Charlie won't watch movies with subtitles for some reason, Sarah, this is like blasphemous to Jen. I was, couldn't believe how upset she's getting about this subtitle thing. How often is it that you're watching a movie with subtitles? Once again, you have to remember, she spent the last four years of her life hanging out with Dawson Leary, filmmaker <laughs> short and air, um, some of his opinions is weird, like wiping on, uh, spreading onto her. I think that it's just like the audacity of you would cut out an entire section of movies just because they have subtitles. I wondered if maybe it was less about that. She just finally like lost her top of like Charlie not giving her anything, like yeah. giving her no answers to anything. Finally, yeah. she just had enough. Yeah, giving me nothing, that's for sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, Charlie's, Charlie's drinking sick of this. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's sick of it. Uh, he's drinking out of a crunch fitness mug. What is that? A fan of the crunch, crunch fitness. fitness. Okay. Also, you can fully see all of Charlie's dick and balls in these boxer briefs. What? Like, I'm not kidding. Like, when you first see him walk into the scene, it's just like, okay, I don't know if anybody has ever seen that um that gif of um, why am I blanking on the actor's name from the leftovers where he's running oh. in like sweatpants and it's obvious he's not where he's full on commando because of like whooshkies. Yeah. You could full on see full junk. Like they want wow. it this way. I, they, the WB is playing fast and loose. They're like, we know we can't show like boobs and butts, but we could show outlines of schlongs. Yeah. I can't say I noticed this. So. I, I did not. Now I do. And thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I was too focused on the Crunch Fitness mug. I was not. Wow. <laughs> what, what, what am I doing with my life? Oh, I just notice everything about John Michael Murray. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, and I just, I think I am not attracted to this man Listen, at all. I'm not either in, in my adult life, but I swear it's that old teen feeling. It's what oh, it is. Now I do we have to it. text message like five okay. straight women and ask? Okay, hold on. Another straight guy says, uh, she's fine. Not sure I'd say hot. Why do you ask? Why do you think I have a What do you mean? Why do you ask? We have a podcast. Who is yeah. this? I'm going to ridicule them myself. Uh, I'll tell you later. Great. Um, yeah. Now I have yeah. to ask all the straight girls if Chad Michael Murray is hot. All right. Well, you're doing that. We're going to talk about uh, Grams and Jack having this conversation. Um, first of all, Eric, I love that it was Grams that Jack went to with this. I thought like... Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It's like his parental figure, you know? They've come so far together. I, I mean, I was mildly creeped out that they were walking arm in arm out of yeah. the, down the hallway, but I can excuse that. The older she gets, the less weird it is. Yeah, she needs some help. She's, <laughs> exactly. she's not a spring chicken anymore. Exactly. But she's Grams has become such a just a positive force. It's a, it's a little creepy to me that she's like, oh yeah, the frat guys are great. There's nothing wrong with them. I know. 
know. And, I know. I thought that was so funny. Like she's yeah. just like very in on this frat. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a pattern for her. I don't know where she got this like renewed energy and positivity. Like, you know, Mr. Brooks died. You think she would have cared about that a little more, but here she yeah. is. Now she's like, oh, the frat guys are great. Oh, Dawson, your parents aren't going to be mad about you coming back. And like, yeah. who is this person? Yeah, I love that Grams is like, listen, it sounds like it's a you thing. Like, I'm sure they think of you as more than just some like a gay guy to fill a quota for them. Like, if they see you like I see you, I'm sure that you're going to have a great time. Like, I don't know. I love the way that Grams is, I feel like Grams truly is listening. Like, she's not trying to like d disagree with Jack, but I think she's putting this into perspective for him. And I, I just love their relationship. And so I was really happy to get a one on one scene with them because with them being in college, I feel like it's a lot less likely those scenes will be happening. And so I really appreciated that he goes to her for advice because I just, I don't know. I love Grams. I used to hate her because I thought she, I mean, she truly was like terrible in the beginning. Um, but I love how far she's come, especially with Jack. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I love it too. I mean, she started out just kind of being very heavy handed with everything with her religion and like forcing yeah. it. Now she just sort of speaks in riddles and like metaphors and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's adorable. And they, and she's formed such a great relationship with Jack that it's, it's nice to see. Yeah. And it's nice to have her up in Boston in this. Yes. They have her. Yeah. Sarah, what's the verdict? Any, any, uh, mentions back? You know, women are not as, uh, into answering questions for me as guys are, which is very, what telling. does that say? <laughs> yeah, say what Should that I say? ask like my actual, like, I don't know, day-to-day -day friends, maybe they'll answer me. What do you mean your day-to-day? What does that mean? Your actual day-to-day -day friends? <laughs> Um, it means like people in the PSR circles versus people I've known for like 15 years. Ask That's whomever what it means. you need to to get some answers. Well, this, this is fascinating to me, by the way. <laughs> this is all, because, okay. you know, I don't My, know. Like I didn't see Chad Michael Murray and I'm like, he looks like an attractive guy to me, but I don't know. But what it really has always highlighted is listening to your podcast for what? Four plus seasons now. <laughs> it's been very apparent to me that Sarah is a Dawson girl. Yeah. And Jess is a Pacey girl. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it seems to boil down to me that who you're most attracted to. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Dawson is not. Dawson is um like physically not the guy I'd go for like ever. Um, I would say like um probably person. I'm trying to think of who Will is more like. He's probably more of an even mix of Pacey and Dawson. No, you think you disagree okay, in terms of looks? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. In terms yeah, of personality. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Um, anyway, I have my I have my friend Michelle answer, and she says in 2005 he was. Boom! Thank you, Michelle. So then I said, "You're my best friend because you answer me." There you go. <laughs> Sarah's very easy to please. <laughs> it's extremely easy to please. Um, so then we get a conversation between Gail and Dawson where Gail is asking about like Joey, like, is she the one who asked you to stay? Are you two together? And Dawson says, listen, like, I, I understand why it doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, I've asked myself, what's my goal? What do I want to accomplish? Um, everyone tells me I'm crazy. And I love how Gail says, I'm not saying not to follow your heart, but people change like all of you, you're going to change, especially I think like in college, oh my God, like that, you changed so much from like 18 to 22. Yeah. Um, and I, I like how, um, how she handles this, Sarah. She says like, I'm not dismissing soulmates, um, but it boils down to faith. So is Joey the kind of person you're willing to pay, take a very big leap of faith for? Yeah. 
this is quality advice. This is non-judgmental quality advice. Thank you, Gail. Mm -hmm. Gail is spinning some wisdom here. And I really appreciated that Mitch and Gail had a united front on this too. They weren't like, you know, Gail wasn't just like, oh, well, your father doesn't want you to go. And like, you know, I want you to stay if I could. I, I was appreciated that they were both good parents in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I, I do think that Gail has been accepted. Gretchen has been a very non judgmental parental figure. Um, she's, she's not a bad TV mom. No, she's not. She was for a while, but she's not. What do you anymore. mean? Just because she was like having an affair that has nothing to do with. Uh, she was only. Do you not remember her like then up and moving like randomly? Oh yeah, <laughs> that the, the way that he made Joey keep secrets from. Dawson That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, she was not great for a while. Um, we get these conversations between Charlie and Jen. Okay, so Eric, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Yeah, same. Sarah, Coke or Pepsi? Uh, yeah, of course, Coke, but like I very much like a Diet Coke. I don't really, I don't, I would never choose a regular Coke. I don't like the taste. I like the taste of Diet Coke. I'm more of a Coke Zero guy, actually. Eric, I love Coke I Zero. Coke Zero. It's so gross. I don't no, know why people like it. it. Cause it you tastes like yourself. regular Coke, but it doesn't make my teeth hurt. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Like maybe I just don't like the taste of regular Coke. You like the taste of aspartame. I love the taste of aspartame. That's yeah. The- there you go. Riddle solved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really I do. Who has a favorite president? Like, I mean, at this point, Obama. But oh, like... this this hit me hard. And because you already know that I'm not a big fan of Charlie, you know. Yeah. At least at this point, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But I had a very recent conversation like this. I went on a first date like a month ago. And the girl asked me during the date, who's your favorite president? And <laughs> my exact answer was, I don't know, Lincoln? And then I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, what? It's like verbatim the exact way he said it. And like, I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. What's this a weird answer? question? What, what did she, what was her answer? I don't think she gave one because I didn't ask it back because I kind of didn't care. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't tell you anything about the person yes. you're dating. Like, I feel yeah. like as long as you know, like, politically which way they lean, that should be enough. Like, is that the, a maybe that's ridiculous. The, that has to be the workaround way of asking what your political leanings are but if you say lincoln that doesn't really give that answer yeah i mean it was just like it seems like he's the objectively you know perfect answer yeah. you know i mean what i mean like what's lying. the worst answer like george washington that's like you're very basic if you say george washington um the worst answer you i know i know jessica have like i know mixing. i was trying to not be very <laughs> obvious thank you <laughs> Like there's, or like, I'll say there's another one, but I'm not even going to say his name. I know. Um, I know. Jessica. I'm trying to say besides the obvious answer, besides the obvious, but yeah, then it's, um, then it's favorite Charlie's angel, which I don't know that I even can name is Drew Barrymore. One of them. Yeah. I think she was. And I will pick her. Cause I love Drew Barrymore. <laughs> no, obviously the, the question was like the original Charlie's angels. And the well, only I don't know them. Tara Fawcett bitch. Okay. Well, good for her. Tara Fawcett, but no, it was. Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and Lucy Liu. Those are the semi-modern ones. Is it time for a reboot? We had a reboot, and Kristen Stewart was in it, Eric. I don't remember that. Yeah, we had one, like, really recently. And it it really flopped. (laughs) It really, really flopped. Who else besides Kristen Stewart was in it? Oh, gosh, let me look. (laughs) Uh, My bestie, Jillian, said, eh, he never really did it for me. 
Oh, Jillian. I know. This is why she's my bestie. Besides Michelle, who answered me first. They don't listen to this podcast. Why am I saying any of this? Um, Okay, hold on. Charlie's Angels. Continually. Continuing on. Sorry, continuing on. Um, Jen is really bothered because like she really feels like they should have something in common if they're gonna be in a relationship. But Charlie disagrees. He's like, We're attracted to each other. Why should what we like what our favorite president is matter? The issue is that they're nobodies. That's why we don't I don't remember them. Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Balinska. I don't know who any of those people and are. And Elizabeth Banks was in it too, but she wasn't oh. a Charlie's Angel. Naomi Scott, I don't recognize her face from anything. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like they're um, like just randos. Yeah. See, look at all these yeah. randos. Who are they? No oh, one nobody. knows. Um so yeah, then they finally decide, like, enough is enough. Let's just have sex. But Charlie doesn't have any condoms, and they're like, Okay, well, let's go steal one. And he grabs her and she's like, What the hell is going on? At this point, I was in. I was like, great, heist. Let's go do a heist movie. Sounds yeah, perfect. They're doing something fun. Yeah. No, who wants to be locked up in a dorm room? Like, at least go do an activity. That'll stop you from having sex. If you're just sitting in a dorm room, you're <laughs> going to have sex. And it probably smells so bad in there right now. Oh, yeah. Charlie does not look like he's the cleanliest person. No. no. Yeah. Um, so Joey goes out on the docks and shocks Pacey um they're talking about pollution and stars and yada 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 pacey thinks that uh jen sold him out but she's just like no i saw you at the restaurant um but after that she did tell me (laughs) okay so i have a from uh one more straight woman i'm sorry is this interesting should i continue i need to know yeah (laughs) okay okay one more straight woman says hmm so conventionally yes but not to me not really and then i have a i have a straight man that says well, he asked questions. He said, ooh, are we talking overall, Katie Holmes, or like right now? And I said overall. So he's typing. Okay. Good to know. Uh, we like a man with follow-up questions. That's great. Yeah. Um, lots of questions. Meanwhile, my husband doesn't give a single fuck. He's just he like, just yeah. Says, yeah. That's it. One word answers. This is what yeah. I get at home. I think he general. did include an H in his yeah. So. Well, that's because, um, yeah, it's spelled Y-E-A-H. Huh. <laughs> No, huh? It's also spelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he included an H because he knows how to spell. What do you mean? I always spell yeah Y E A. No, there's an H at the end. So you're saying I'm just spelling it wrong? Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Hmm. Okay, follow up question. He said yes, and he's continuing to type. Wow. It yeah. goes on. Goes on. Um, Okay, so, yeah, so Pacey and Joey are having this conversation, and they're talking about, like, yeah, we get together on Sunday dinner, um, and uh, she says, you should come sometime, and he says, oh, I'll try and do that. She says, and she basically is like, again, Eric, this is so funny from Joey. She's like, I hope, like, you not coming has nothing to do with me, and he's just like, what? With you? What? (laughs) And and Joey might as well be saying, I hope it has everything to do with me. Yeah. And all I can think about the whole time is, Dawson go back to school. That's all I can think about through this entire conversation. Cause you can see, and maybe I'm seeing that Katie Holmes and Josh Jackson dated, but I see chemistry between them. And I'm like, ah, there still seems to be something there, even though they broke up. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do with this. So I'm just like, Dawson, go back to school. <laughs> just- yeah. I don't like, here's the thing. I, it does feel like um, PC and Joey are very much like 
keeping it casual. It feels like they're kind of going back to that place before they were super serious. And they're just oh, yeah. like joking about her sleeping with the football team and like, Oh, I don't snore. And he, yeah, you do. Like, I don't think this is the time or place to be like, Oh, Pacey BT dubs. Um, Dawson and I totally made out. And he like, maybe moving back to Boston for me. I'm just giving you the heads up. Like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the appropriate time Sarah for him to, to for her to divulge that information. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not surprising that she's, you know, very cagey in things that she says or gives half truths and invites Pacey to this dinner where she knows that, you know, it'll eventually become uncomfortable. But that's just Joey being Joey. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So uh, Pacey asks about her roommate. Um, and Joey asks about his job and the boat. Um, but yeah, it just seems like we leave this scene, Eric, with like them just having a very casual chat. Yeah. I mean, it seemed really nice. They seem to be, they have moved on from their bad breakup. I mean, they even talked about like, you know, she made her weird comment about regrowing brain cells or whatever it was talking about Mm -hmm. how they can, you know, can they forget all the bad things and Pacey's already done it. So they could, they could pretty much start fresh now if they wanted to in whatever that capacity that is. Yeah, yeah, they can. But as soon as they find, he finds out that Dawson and her are like hooking up, then uh, absolutely everything's going to be screwed up again. True. We'll see. Well, what happens um, if uh, Joey finds out that Pacey's got a girlfriend? she's gonna flip out too she's gonna I don't be think like... she has a right to flip out like i don't know she doesn't have a right to flip out like i feel like it's very different if pacey and or excuse me if dawson and joey get together than if pacey finds a random girl to hook up with because the reason pacey had so many insecurities a lot of it stemmed from dawson and his history with joey and, and so i think back. it's yeah yeah exactly history has been kind to pacey's thoughts on all of that at this yes point. Um, so then we get, uh, Dawson saying goodbye. He's saying goodbye to his mom and Lily. Um, and of, of course, Gail has to make him more cookies. Um, and we see Dawson hands back the ticket to, um, Mitch and he says, I hope you can get a refund. I know you think I'm making a mistake, but it's a mistake I have to make for myself. I know when you think about this, you're going to realize I'm only kind of trying to be the kind of person you taught me to be. And Mitch is very candid. He says, I think you're making a mistake. I'm disappointed in you, but never, ever for a single second, forget that I love you and I will always be here for you. Um, It's rough, right? Like it's, oh God, it tugs at your heart because like Mitch is hugging Dawson, but I, I don't know anytime you, and then he, but he, he does like walk out before Dawson even leaves. So like I, it's the mix, it's the mix of hearing I'm so disappointed in you. It just like breaks your heart to hear that from a parent. It's, it's truly awful. Yeah. I'm kind of more focused on the fact that he said to Dawson, the very last thing that he said to Dawson is that I'll always be there for you while I know what's going to happen in five minutes time. And that's kind of the thing that like really tugs at my heartstrings, especially watching it over because obviously he can't always be there for him. And I think that's kind of like watching this episode. That's what I focus on. Like that's like the the I just gutturally said ugh earlier, and that's what I was reacting to. And I think that's just something that like losing a parent that young it sucks because it's like that's what you want. You want your parent to always be there for you, and it's, mm-hmm. it, it blows. I I uh, 
I kind of hate that. I hate that. Uh, I think, I don't know. That's just like kind of my reaction to it. I, I know that there is other stuff in there. I know that he said that he'll be disappointed. And also it makes me sad to think that Dawson's always going to think like the last conversations that they had was yeah. the strenuous one. And one that like his dad said that he was disappointed in the decision that he was making. Like that's also something that I hold on to. Um, that I'm thinking about, you know, I, um, I don't really have like a, a situation like that where like my last conversation with my dad was something like that. But uh, I mean, like I have something, I don't know, like it was Easter and I, my dad decided to, like I was going to like a friend's house instead of staying home uh, to hang out with my dad. And it's like, it's kind of like, oh gosh, like I wish that like, I stayed home with my dad instead of going to my friends with the to, to go to Easter. It's like stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be hard for Dawson because it's these, these last conversations with your family that like, mm-hmm. sorry. No, that you remember. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric, I think what's so brilliant about this show and the way they do it is you could see a worse show only doing the I'm so disappointed in you and having to have Dawson grapple with that I really love that we got both that they found a way to have him say I'm really disappointed in the decision you're making but I'll always love you and I'm always here for you yeah watching this and I'm thinking you felt the same way Jess was having seen this before and knowing it was coming um I paid attention to stuff that I didn't remember. I remembered him dying. I remembered how I didn't remember that conversation. And I didn't remember that they actually hugged. And like, that was something that like watching the it hug, now yeah. gives me a little bit of like comfort watching that. And I know that sounds a little silly because it's just a TV show. Uh, and Sarah, I know that this was, you know, one of the key things that's been spoiled for you that you've known about for a long time. Was just yeah. Like, I spoiled it to myself, like extremely early on in the watch because I think I was trying to be, you were trying to trying to find a photo of Mitch for something. Uh, It was either that, or I think I was trying to tell, like impress Drew because Drew's favorite uh, superhero was the flash. And this actor played the flash. You looked him up on INDB or something. Or like I, I just, I just typed in, I remember I typed in like, Dawson's Creek dad because I was trying to like bring up like trying to impress him with my flash knowledge and it was like Dawson's Creek dad dead and I'm like fuck like I was like yeah. no I was like and I was, that like, was that when was... I told you to never google again yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I mean I've actually I have a separate story on that but um so it's interesting Sarah like now and I know you said like through halfway through the episode you could feel the vibes that it was yeah. coming and you could kind of tell yeah I'm wondering, you probably could have been able to, you might've been able to tell even if you didn't know it was coming just because it was so kind of heavy handed with it. But I'll be curious, like when you end up rewatching this stuff in the future, like if it's going to hit differently, like knowing that it was coming, are you almost glad that you were spoiled on it? So it didn't just hit you harder? I think so. I think especially because of my experience losing my dad at a very similar age as Dawson. I think that I would, I will, like, I remember um, there's times like when we lost Abby Morgan, I felt like very numb at first, um, like very shocked. And that was like kind of like the biggest surprise losing Andy. I remember I felt a little numb too also, but I remember also like being like when we, when um, Andy's last episode, I like 
physically cried, especially I, yeah. seeing that um, uh, the actor that played Andy's and Jack's father died in real life. Like that hit me. I do think that I do think it would have like potentially really affected me, but I don't feel like I got like robbed from that experience mm-hmm. of that surprise. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get back to Mitch because we still have that scene to cover. Um, but for now, we're going to go to Jen and Charlie who are breaking in <laughs> to the Boston by Health Center. Um, and this is so interesting. So they walk in here and there's this big glass jar. It To me, it looks like one of those jars where it's like, guess how many candies are in this? Um, and he's like, listen, uh, this was like a present. Uh, and this is when we find out that Charlie is nearsighted. He can't see things far away. He, this is why he doesn't like subtitles because he has to wear his glasses and he thinks he looks ugly. Um, Sarah, here's my spicy take. Ciao, Michael Murray. Put those glasses on. I bet you look so gosh darn cute enough. I think so too. So Jessica, I have more. I have more reactions. Okay. Um, this person says, not really in my opinion. He usually he's usually the less hot guy of the hot guys on the show that he's on. <laughs> okay. This woman says. Not really my type, but he used to be when I was in high school. Um, another, so this is my perspective on this, Jessica. He, Chad Michael Murray, to most women, is conventionally attractive. We know that he's attractive, yeah. but we're not attracted to him. That's fair. Um, I found some pictures sense. of him with glasses, but none that are my style of glasses. He's not hot, Jess. He's not you can't hot. tell. You just can't tell me that because teenage me. I'm telling you, I was obsessed. I don't. No, I don't think anyone, any, any girl that I'm speaking to besides you, I think it can agree to the fact that he is somebody that we're attracted to. Here's the situation. It's the opposite of the Katie Holmes. The Katie Holmes is she's beautiful in a photo. Joey's personality kind of sucks. Chad Michael Murray is almost the opposite where it's like he's somewhat attractive and then he speaks and he's like very charming and he has that cute smile and it like the whole package comes together. I will never understand women ever. (laughs) (laughs) I would have had so many cold takes predicting this. I would have thought you guys would have said that he was hot, but not cute and that his personality was kind of fake. That's what I would have thought. But I think he just puts up a front. I think he just puts up a front and he's he's very sensitive. I don't know. But when I was a teenager, I always loved like um, the guys that were a little bit like standoffish when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Now, like get them fucking so far away from me. No, thank you. But back then and that I think that just like there's like this innate part of my brain that jumps back in time whenever I see yeah. him. Who's the hottest person on this show, Jessica? Um, the hottest person on yeah. this parents, show. teenagers. Who's the hottest person on this show? Uh, probably Pacey. I don't know okay. who am I supposed to pick. <laughs> without a doubt, to me, it's Mitch and Dawson. Like without a doubt, Mitch, like, I don't find that attractive. He looks a little bit so like he's hot. He's so hot. Have you seen his arm? We've seen him on Arm Day. I just think it's a little bit too much. Uh, Eric, who's the hottest person on this show to you? <sighs> oh, you could have said a woman, Jessica. Well, okay. I mean, I think, well, if I'm going with the women, I don't know. I think Michelle Williams is just like so absolutely gorgeous. I don't know. I love her hair. Like, I think like, I don't know. I 
think she's really pretty. She was, it's interesting. I would have always said Andy if she was still in the show. Yeah. But yeah. And last season, I probably would have said Gretchen. So now we're left with, I don't know yet. Uh, the thing that was it last episode when Jen was walking like a duck? That really yes. for a loop and everybody yes, just yes. quite the stomp on her. Yeah, <laughs> that threw me off big time. Yeah, that was a little strange. Yeah, I never realized how sure Jen was until she got to college. And now, like, her stumpy little legs. Yeah. She's just clomping all over. Um, but I do think that Charlie, I, I, I'm a big proponent of facial hair and glasses will always make you look more attractive. That is, like, sure. where my stance is. I just think facial hair, glasses, you good to go. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so Charlie says, "Oh, I'm vain. I'm a, I'm a dork. Blah 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 blah. Come on, let's make out." Yeah, he and can't see. Sex. He needs his glasses. That's why he doesn't like subtitles because he can't read them. Yeah, kind of cute. Um, yeah, and they have sex on the floor, or at least presumably have sex on the floor. Love that. Well, this, he grabbed a condom. You would exactly. assume he didn't grab it just to look at it on the floor. That would be weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, back at the frat house, uh, Jack is talking to apparently this guy's name is Blossom. Um, <laughs> no one knows why. Uh, and yeah, he says, like, we really like you. Don't be thrown by this quota thing. You're filling one. I'm filling one. He's filling one. Everyone is. Um, and he says, you're the one that we want. And I do like Jack is like, you know, what if Toby comes over? I still have a boyfriend, uh, which I definitely want to cheat on with all these frat guys. Um, but what if he comes over? <laughs> uh, he's going to be sleeping here, showering here. And I like, again, Blossom is, I think this is kind of what we were a little nervous. Like he's kind of assuaging our fears here, Eric, where he's like, don't worry about it. Like Toby can spend the night. He can shower here. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Everything he said was perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. and at this point I'm thinking, okay, the frat house is going to be welcoming. I want to see a Toby visit. I don't think it's going to go well. And it's probably going to be because of Toby. That's mm, that's interesting. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, he, Jack is saying, oh yeah, like Toby's going to want to visit and he's going to be here. He's going to take a shower. It's like, we know Toby. Toby is such like a bitter Betty. Like we know he's going to come to the frat house and shit all over it. So, I mean, that's just who Toby is. Um, also, as soon as he accepted the bid, my initial response was, oh, they're going to start hazing the crap out of him now. Like, now that he's agreed to it, they're going to make this poor boy's life a living hell. Yeah. Seems like that's coming. In full disclosure, I don't remember what happens after that. That's the thing. I say the same thing. Sarah's like, you know, you know. And I'm like, I don't know anything. Mm. I don't remember. I remember whatever you'd say. Big picture stuff, but I don't remember a lot of the specifics. Like, I remember some of the storylines, but not, not much. Yeah. Jack, um, if his hair wasn't so bad, could have been in the running for a hot guy. Yeah, if he got better with haircut, for sure. You can tell he's hiding his body at all times because you can tell he's in very good shape. Yes. Mm-hmm. Always like making sure not to show it because it doesn't really fit right now. Yeah. Fit him, yeah. Um, so Pacey is back at the restaurant. He has peeled 42 pounds of potatoes. Um, and his freaking freaking chef or cook Danny... <laughs> dumps them all in the trash he's like i don't serve potato chips and pacey's like what the fuck but this is such a waste of food cook them up and give them to homeless people like you're telling me there's not a single homeless person in boston give them to a food shelter what the fuck are you doing this is trash it's terrible never not since i've watched any nathan's hot dog eating contest of <laughs> the food we yeah. used to see like oh, well like why don't we just send those hot dogs to like the kids in africa instead of you know just having people wolf them down but this yeah. is horrible it's really annoying 
Um, we talked through a little bit of this scene already where like basically the whole reason that Danny was having him do this was because you needed to learn on something. I'm going to have you cutting my white truffles and they're $1,200 a pound. We all know about truffles at this point. I feel like truffles are way more common nowadays. Yeah. Like, yeah. Truffle oil, truffles and French fries and blah, blah, blah. Um, Still expensive though. I did fact check this. They are very, very expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't like the way that Pacey tries food. He always comes at it like he's like a fish. Yeah, he's from the always- top. <laughs> why is why he doing is, that? Why does he do that? Is that a guy thing? Why is he eating no, that way? That's not a human thing. <laughs> he just like yes. dangles it above his mouth. <laughs> I hate it. Why does he do that? It's like really he's a worm or survivor or something. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, feel like, I feel like the move is you pick up with one hand, you do the other hand underneath for like drippies or sauce or whatever, and then you insert into mouth. You don't do this weird dangly above situation. <laughs> He he did it last episode too, and I was noticing. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he yeah. did it again. I'm like, "You're disgusting." Yeah. Um. And he, we. This is where we find out Karen wanted his job. He says um, Karen and- has more motivation than you, and you're a slack ass. But still, you got the job over. Her. Makes yeah, no sense to me. No sense. Uh, he says you're gonna. You're not gonna pick this up through sheer will. Cooking is a craft which can't be taught. It can be learned. What the fuck does that mean this makes no sense cook danny there is nothing truthful about any of that like no. i don't know how he could even say that with a straight face no it's so, no sense. so much that he just says thinks he can say whatever yeah um so yeah we find out uh now he's getting upgraded he's gonna be cooking the truffle ravioli tomorrow which i'm like damn big upgrade like you're going from like shitty peeling potatoes to freaking twelve hundred dollar truffles jesus By the way <sighs> If, if this is what they're serving at this restaurant, how in the hell did Jen and Audrey and Joey get to eat here? Afford maybe, it. Maybe Audrey is rich. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I mean, like, she's, she's from paying. LA. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so Joey gets back to her dorm building, and Dawson is just being a weirdo and sitting on stairs. He's <laughs> 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 just like, hey. uh he's really upset he says he's this is so fuck this is the most dawson sentence i've ever heard in my life i alienated my parents and now i find myself adrift in a sea of uncertainty so dramatic out of here wait he is so goddamn dramatic it's like so dramatic jess because what i was doing the other day i was at brunch and it was raining outside and i was sitting next to the window and i was looking out into the window just like enjoying the view and my you? friend dina was like sarah are you okay You're and like, i was I'm gonna like cry staring at the rain and i was like yeah no i'm i'm like good i was just like staring off into the rain i thought of you because i thought you would be like you're being a dramatic bee are being a dramatic bee i was so just dramatic the view eric what's what astrology uh, astrological sign are you if you don't mind us asking i am a leo <gasps> oh we love august- to see it august what Seventh. Oh my god! I thought you said tenth for a hot second. I was oh. like, "What?" Okay, still very close to mine though. We love to see it. We love a Leo, don't we, Sarah? We do. <laughs> um. So yeah. So he's like, "Oh, how was your weekend?" Uh, and Dawson is just is just like not sure. He's like, uh, uh, "Can you tell me that I, without a doubt, made the right decision, and that this will have nothing to but positive repercussions?" And she's like, "No, I definitely can't do that." 
Um, and she says, there's no right or wrong, just the consequences of your actions. And Dawson's like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what I saw it on. What did she say? Like, I saw it on, like, a... No, my sociology professor said it. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, Joey just spitting some bullshit. She, <laughs> truly, no truly. Uh, and so, yeah, so, um, he asks how, or she asks how Capeside was, and he's like, oh, they're telling down the, the tearing down the new Rialto building, uh, there's going to be a new giant theater there. Um, and Joey says, I guess it goes to show you, you can never go home again. And oof, that like that line right before we get this Mitch scene is like kind of brutal. <laughs> um, because right after that, we get Mitch. I'm so sorry, but him singing this song in particular did crack me. Oh, Jessica, don't laugh at him when he's about to drift die. Singing <laughs> drift away. Give me the beat, boy. Why was he going to get ice cream? Why, why did he, is he do this? Yeah, why is he eating an ice cream cone? This is so oh. weird. He goes to the village market. He picks up stuff, probably for his young baby. And he drives home. And he's having the cone. He's licking it. And, and he, he full on takes his hand. And he's singing to the beat. And he whacks his hand. And then he's like, whoopsies, there goes my ice cream. Like, what? And then he goes to retrieve it and i gotta tell you he he had multiple scoops and he could have just eaten the rest of his cone but he said i need to get that vanilla i need that, other, I need that vanilla i, I need, need that, that vanilla, vanilla. chocolate and then so he, dumb. Goes... he takes off his belt too oh, why that's terrible just why? pull over mitch it. if like if this is me and I literally, and I'm on this backwoodsy road like he is, and I shake my hand, and a whole glob of ice cream comes off into the like the bottom of my car. I'm pulling my car over and cleaning it out because what is he going? What is his plan to you scoop know up the ice cream with his it. hand? He's gonna eat it. <laughs> he was gonna eat it. He was totally gonna eat this ice cream. He's gonna How eat much it. Ice cream you have left? Eat what's left of the cone. Call it a day. and all. This is so yeah. gross. <laughs> I just like okay, so you know how uh this is us, like we all hated um like crock pots for like four years because of it. We we're like, fuck you, crock pots, like I'm never gonna put up a crock pot again. I cannot look at an ice cream ever again on a cone, a motherfucking cone. A cone took Mitch Leary out. I can't yeah. believe it. Why did they have to kill him? I had like halfway through the episode, like you said, Eric, I was feeling vibes that he was going to die. And a, a part of me felt like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I was like, it's going to be a car crash. I did not think a fucking ice cream cone was going to be part of the equation. I'm pissed. Yeah. It's just like the crock pot. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to get into uh, why yeah. this happened. Yeah, like, he so show. yeah, the actor wanted to leave the show because Why? Sarah, we've talked about this. Why? We because are now he had nothing else better to do. He wanted to be the Flash. Fuck you. The Flash. Oh, no way. In fact, when this show came out, I had watched that Flash show as a kid, and when I started watching Dawson's Creek, I'm like, oh my god, that's the guy from the Flash, and I was so excited about it. And um, I liked Mitch a lot as a character. Watching it through now, I can see how flawed he is, mm -hmm. but at the time, I remember thinking all of the dads you had on TV shows were like bumbling idiots. It was always like Ray Romano or the guy from King of Queens and all this yeah. stuff. 
complete bozos. And I'm like, at least, at least Mitch seems like he could be a potentially good role model. This is what I thought at the time until I watched through it and see where he was maybe not so perfect. But I no, remember but losing like, him and being, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that he's not. I agree with you. He is very different than the other dads we see on TV. And I kind of like that he, uh, did, I mean, right? Everyone's flawed. People are flawed. It's okay if the parents are flawed too. Um, but yeah, Sarah, the reason he wanted to leave was because, as we've mentioned, like we're in the college years now, there's not an, a big opportunity for storylines for the parents. Like the kids are off at school. So he wanted to be written out of the show. And this is the way they chose to go. Um, I know they've said they've like since regretted that like this is the way they killed him off because it is like it's it's so bad it's kind of funny like an ice cream cone really like you couldn't have had him like putting in a cassette tape or a cd and and dropping it and reaching down for that like why an ice cream of all things <laughs> i mean I, I am glad they didn't go like the trope route of like a heart attack or something like that this yeah. seems to always yeah. happen they pick something very random that could happen so i do think in a way it resonates better because it reminds you like how precious life is and that it can be taken away just in an instant um but I saw some of the stuff, maybe Jess, you saw this too. Like apparently the actor, he asked for like an exorbitant amount of money for the next season that he knew they would have to say no to and have to let him go. And it was for the reasons you said too, Jess. And also that he was saying that like taking me off the table will actually help the actors be able to like Dawson won't have a father to go to and just give him advice to bail him out of situations. Dawson's going to have to figure this stuff out on his own. So maybe that's I mean, some hindsight of stuff he was saying, but yeah, I was gonna say that feels very like you're not the fucking writer, bro. Like right. <laughs> you know, like he's just he's just trying to. He knows, like you said, he knows they're gonna say no to that amount of money, and they're gonna have to write him off. And like we all have seen it happen, right? Da Gail and Mitch were such a big part of the first two seasons, and with them going off to college, it's very obvious they're not going to be as as impactful. They're not in Boston like Graham's is, yep. and uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't blame, I don't. I don't blame him for like wanting to be off the show. It just kind of sucks that like, I guess it's, it, it gives it, it takes, we'll see Sarah, right? Like we haven't even gotten yeah. to like, Dawson doesn't know yet. You know what I mean? Like we haven't exactly. gotten to the, the reactions yet. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I mean, like I have like a very hard time understanding. It just seems like such like an easy one to make money that is like guaranteed income. So for somebody who, like who probably could have made like thousands of dollars for like barely doing anything, like was it really worth leaving? Like, what did he do after this? Yeah, That's a good question. I don't remember seeing him pop up in anything. Maybe yeah. he did. I didn't see it. Yeah, he actually ended up. I don't know if you know that he was on the new Flash too. He was on that. Oh, really? Yeah, because they pulled him in because they knew he was the original Flash, and they pulled him in to be like a main character role on that too was he like a alternate reality flash was that what it was yes among other things that show gets I, mean, I know drew watches it and i like have to sometimes like pretend like i'm actually paying a little attention and i'm just like oh gosh like what kind of like future daughter is going on now like i have no clue so he's um, actually i don't want flash fans to come for me but he actually starts off as the flash's dad on that oh show. interesting so, but then that show gets all kinds of all over the place Oof, yeah yeah well screw you mitch leary no <laughs> not really i don't You're like i now. i can understand like people don't want to be held to jobs but yeah um but that was whatever. our that was our episode yeah it it, it was I, I feel like a lot of stuff happens in it this feels like a um 
like a, a chess PC episode, if you will, where they're like setting things up. So while it's not like the flashiest episode, um, <laughs> oh. it, <laughs> it, um, it does set things up for the future. So I thought it was a good episode. I didn't think it was as good as the first two, but it does feel like it's setting the pieces in position for the next like couple of episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's clear. Like how's Dawson going to react to this? Obviously the biggest thing, mm-hmm. um, Joey knows Pacey's in town now. You know, what's yeah. you know, Jack's in the frat now. Like like you said, it's a table setter. And I'm very curious to see where this all goes, especially because I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did get some feedback from Andrea. Uh, Andrea said she couldn't torture herself with all the pain of the back half of season four. <laughs> so she has been listening to the podcast, but she couldn't rewatch those episodes. But she did say she wants to be the official restaurant correspondent, um, which I was like, oh, oh. interesting. So she gave us some fun facts. Um, she said back when Joey worked at the, um, the yacht club, Joey had said like, oh, Thursday night is uh, prime rib night and it's always dead. And she's like, "Mm -mm, prime rib is very expensive and time consuming to make. So unless their real specialty is shaved prime rib sandwiches, they would never do it on such a consistently low turnout. She says she blames Mrs. Valentine's for that because she's such a stupid bitch. (laughs) 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 Um, And then she said, as far as chefs go, any restaurant you go to has line cooks. So unless there is a chef specified on the menu, my guess is, uh, unless there is a chef specified on the menu. So she thinks that Danny is a chef, but probably came up in the kitchen world as a line cook. And so that's why he's more social and he doesn't need to be addressed as chef. Um, oh, yeah. So he yeah, is, but he's doing it to be like cash. Like, exactly. He's a chef. I Chef of the people, yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she says that uh, the main difference is line cooks have to follow the restaurant's recipes, but like chefs can add more of like a personal touch to um, to things. Oh. Um, And she gave us a fun fact about Dolly Parton. Uh, Dolly Parton wrote I Will Always Love You and Jolene on the same day. That's insane. It's a hell of a day. Right? Who is she writing about? Like, who is this man that hurt her so? Um, but she said she's excited to be in the college years. She says there's some ridiculous episodes in the next two seasons. So she can't wait to hear what we think about them. So thank oh, you so much, Andrea, for writing in. Thank you, Andrea, the originator of the shit 90s squad. Hashtag yes. or whatever. We appreciate you. We miss yes, you. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this season. I'm already really, really enjoying it. I already feel like I'm going to like it more than I liked season four, just cause it's like fresh and new and we have Audrey here and we have Charlie doing things, you know what I mean? We have some fresh faces. Um, and I'm really interested to see how Dawson handles, uh, the death of his dad. Cause at least he's in Boston now, right? Like he's not having to hike it all back from California. Yeah. But his stuff is still in California. Maybe he'll get someone to mail it back. Well, and is this going to change how Dawson feels about everything? Because now his yeah. mom and his baby sister are home alone. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's that now that he, I mean, there's a very big expectation on when um, men lose their father to step up to be like the man in the house. So yeah. I feel like Dawson's going to have this obligation to take care of his mom and his sister that yeah. he he never had that type of um responsibility before like dawson's life has been very responsibility free like he's been the kid that got to do whatever he wanted and he was the kid that got to you know he really was given every opportunity that he could have possibly wanted and we discussed a lot like oh 
you know, even before Mr. Brooks, oh, he can never really relate to Joey because Joey lost a parent and kind of two parents. And Dawson's very privileged that he didn't have to. I mean, he kind of experienced death a little bit with Mr. Brooks, but um, this is a whole new world for him. And I'm very interested in seeing how he relates to all of this. I don't know if we're going to have Zen Dawson very much after this. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, but we're, people are going to have to wait to hear our reactions because we are taking a week off. So sorry, but I have a vacation and there was just no more time to squeeze in another podcast. Yeah, too bad. So me. sad. Trust me, there was no time. Um, so we are going to take a week off, but of course we'll be back in uh, in two weeks time to cover the long goodbye. That is the name of the episode title, which I feel like Sarah, um, if, if he didn't die this episode or like the car crash didn't happen this episode, you would have known he was dead the next episode just by the title. Well, I mean, it's not a rest in peace. I'd be Morgan title. Oh my yeah. God. That title is so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, but thank you so much, Eric, for joining us. This was so much fun. Oh, this was a blast. Thank you guys so much for having me. I just flattered that you let me on here and I just wanted to come on and have some fun and not screw it up for the both of you. So thank you. No, you were fabulous. We had so much fun talking it out with you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, what are you up to, Eric? Like, can people find you? Do you have anything to plug? Do you want to tell the universe anything? Oh, I don't have anything to plug. I have a Facebook page. If somebody wants to say hi, that'd be great. It's not like I check it daily, but you know, okay, it's there. It's there, I don't really get on social media too much. I'm in That's the good. Air Force and I'm busy, 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 just working away. In fact, um, I am happy to celebrate next week. I'll hit my 17 year mark in the active duty Air Force. Oh my so, gosh, fabulous! Congratulations, thank you so Thanks. much. That's amazing. So, just hoping to, yeah, hoping to have three more. That's, Maybe you'll get yeah. a cake. I'm oh, a, yeah. You think you're going to get like a badge or a cake or anything? A balloon? Yeah, I'd be happy enough with a cake. A balloon. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, a cupcake. That would work. I am very pro balloon. Give <laughs> me a, a balloon. balloon. Yeah, sure. He's got five. Are they going to give him a balloon? Hey, I would love a balloon if somebody gave me a balloon. <laughs> I'm going to get you a balloon next time I see you. Please. Please. Show up with a balloon. I really, I like balloons. What can I say? <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, over here, shit 90s shows tommy you know what we do dawson's creek boy meets world bonus content blah 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 shit 90s pod at twitter and instagram yeah i'm at sarah ferguson i'm at the joe sterling you already know what i do community building re reboot that's currently all um yeah it's uh, i'm excited i i'm excited to get into the next uh, the next pod i almost said next week next podcast two weeks from now uh, to see what kind of turmoil Dawson is in. We're going to get sad, sad Dawson, sad sack Dawson for a little bit. I'm I hope sure. he looks out of a ton of windows when <laughs> it's raining. I'm <laughs> sure he will. All uh, the windows. So many Pisces eat your hearts out. That's what's mm -hmm. going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, this has been amazing. We're going to see him first seen eating an ice cream cone. And he has no... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no so ice tough. cream ever. Ice cream is canceled. I oh, can't know that. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. <sighs> well, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all in two weeks. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.